Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, we are continuing our conversation about sleep. I got quite a few follow-up questions after our episode on sleep yesterday, and so I'd like to expand on a few things that... um, a lot of people seem to either not pay attention to or get drunk or not be aware of um, things that can keep you up at night when you want to be sleeping, things that can uh, keep your brain up and awake and active when you're supposed to be sleeping, you know, that state when you're lying in bed and it's dark and it's quiet and it's cool, but you still can't fall asleep, like your brain is just fully awake, even though you, you know, you might get up early and you exercise and everything. And so uh, there are a couple of things that do that to me too, when I, um, for some reason, forget to follow through with my own practice, right? Right. So just a few things, uh, we'll briefly talk about them and try them out for, give give those things a few days, uh, maybe like three, five days, and then see how they affect your sleep for the better. Uh, so think number one, caffeine. Guys, uh, caffeine does affect our sleep, uh, specifically our brain um, in a certain way that keeps us awake. Um, there is this substance, adenosine, um, that kind of tells our brain that we've been awake for a while and it's time to go to bed. Um, caffeine, what it does, it prevents the receptors to uh, get that signal from that adenosine accumulating. And as soon as caffeine wears off, uh, receptors are sensitive again to that and we feel that, you know, fatigue uh, accumulated uh, more acutely. Um, so what can happen when we drink coffee and we have caffeine in our system, uh, that can make us not be able to fall asleep. Or even when you do fall asleep, your sleep might be much, much lighter. And the lighter our sleep is, the less restorative it is. So, so you might spend kind of like sleeping in bed for eight, nine hours and still wake up exhausted and tired. So that might happen because of caffeine. And so what to do about caffeine? Well, a few things. My own practice. Um, every day, I try to finish all of my caffeine by, uh, well, 12 hours prior to my bedtime, talking about thinking in advance. So if I go to bed 9, 10 p.m. every night, then I'm trying to finish my caffeine 9, 10 a.m. And every time I, for some reason, decide that maybe it's not working for me anymore uh, and I drink my caffeine in the afternoon, Every time I can't fall asleep on time, I'm just awake. You know, I don't want to be sleeping. I want to be doing things. Uh, but then um, I feel really tired in the morning because eventually I do fall asleep, but I wake up at the same time and I'm not as um, refreshed and rested. And so, like, you know, the whole next day, uh, I'm kind of off. So caffeine, guys, that's why I try and do my best in most situations unless, you know, there is traveling or something else to uh, stop my caffeine 
12 hours prior to my bedtime. So caffeine is great um, about a couple of hours after you wake up, but 12 hours before you go to bed. So that's the best time to consume caffeine for all the benefits and no and no negatives. So in 12 hours, um, all of the caffeine should be safely out of your system. Even for slow metabolizers of caffeine, there are like fast metabolizers and slow metabolizers. So um, the trick is um, a lot of us might forget, um, a lot of you guys might be forgetting that there is some kind of caffeine uh, in different forms, sometimes more, sometimes less, in different kinds of teas, like black tea and especially green tea. You know, I drink green tea. If I drink it um, like 4 or 5 p.m., at night, in the afternoon, late afternoon, I also can't fall asleep. Like, I'm so awake and so energetic, but then, you know, I have to get up and uh, I have to sleep to, <laughs> to rest properly, and that also interferes with that. Or if, if I eat a lot of uh, chocolate, dark chocolate, later at night, in the late afternoon, that also um, increases the... that actually proven to increase blood circulation to our brain. And so our brain is more active. You know, you have a lot of ideas and you want to work on projects, but it's time to sleep so you could be your best the next day. So dark chocolate also does it. And if you have um, cacao, maybe in your protein shake or uh, in your energy bar or maybe in some dessert, that's going to affect your sleep, guys. Um, also, if you drink energy drinks, uh, if you consume some energy bars, some pre-workout supplements, um, maybe even electrolytes, there might be caffeine there, guys. So check all the items, all the like um, items that uh, most likely will have some caffeine and try to do your best to stop uh, 12, maybe 10 hours, you know, before your bedtime. That can improve your sleep a lot. So don't be surprised if you stop all your caffeine by um, 12 hours prior your bedtime in, and then maybe the same day or the next day, you all of a sudden feel sleepy at like 9 p.m. So don't be surprised if you experience that. And it's not like that you suddenly have less energy. No, you just actually um, aligned with your natural biorhythms and your brain tells you to go to bed when it's time to go to bed. So caffeine, this is number one, you know, how a lot of people get it wrong. Now you can drink decaf, there is some caffeine in it, but much, much, much less. I still do not recommend to drink it right before bed, but that you can maybe drink six hours before. Um, so decaf, um, herbal teas, uh, are the best, you know, option like water, sparkling waters. Um, these all these drinks, all of them, you can safely drink. So anything, you know, without caffeine. Light. It's not just about blue lights from our screens or not looking at our screens two, three hours before bed or at least an hour before bed. It's also bright lights in our room, so where we work or maybe where we spend uh, the last hours before bed, like two, three hours before bed. My personal practice, I try not to be in a place with bright lights. So if I go to meet somewhere, I make sure we're in a place where the lightning, where the lighting is uh, dim and you know, kind of like cozy, orange, um, yellow, um, reddish kind of light, um, like 
not that bright light you can see in a supermarket. Like going shopping two, three hours um, before bed, I'm less than that, I do not recommend. There is a lot of blue, bright light everywhere, and then you're just wired for um, several hours after that. So I do not recommend to do shopping um, in bright, littered place right before bed. Uh, but also, again, in your house, uh, if you have bright lights above your head, and especially if you have, if they have um, like that blue or green light spectrum in them, um, that will disturb your sleep too. Light is a very powerful signal, probably even more powerful than caffeine when it comes to disrupting our sleep cycle. So what I do um, in my house, I turn off all the bright lights above my head um, two, three hours before bed, and I turn on side lights that have orange and uh, reddish kind of spectrum. And guys, don't forget that you can easily change the bulbs and uh, choose this light spectrum that you'd like. So maybe you have two sets of lights in your house, one for um, the night, that's what I have uh, in my location here, and one set for the day, uh, or when it gets a little bit darker, but it's still far from um, the time that you are going to bed. Anyhow, guys, two, three hours before um, your bedtime, don't spend time in places um, bright lit. Don't be in your house under bright lights, turn on side lights with orange and reddish spectrum. And then, of course, uh, make sure that you have blue light blockers on all of your devices. One hour before bed, try not to look at any screens, TV, including. Um, and that's, um, that's what I've been practicing uh, all the time. And whenever um, something makes me not follow this rule, I just can't fall asleep. If I go shopping for some reason late at night, then I stay one, two hours uh, later, stay up later uh, than I usually would. And not because I force myself to do so, but because it's just my brain active and I'm not feeling like sleeping at all. Because bright light, it does um, interfere with the production of melatonin, the hormone that makes us sleepy and helps us to sleep deeper and better. So, uh, whenever we are exposed to bright lights, that the production of that hormone melatonin uh, is delayed, and hence your sleep is going to be delayed too. So, bright lights. Uh, keep a note um, about where you spend your last two, three hours before bed, and after that, especially, and try again to be in a place um, that has not bright orange and um, reddish light, uh, kind of like the same that you see uh, when the sun is setting. So that's the whole idea. So caffeine, lights, we talk about that. Those, again, are powerful tools. When you use them consistently, you'll notice how much better you're able to uh, fall asleep uh, faster and sleep deeper. And when you wake up, you're going to feel more refreshed and rested and restored. And the last but not least, um, that one has to do also with um, our system, 
our brain, uh, our systems that help our body to produce melatonin on time and other hormones to make sure that we fall asleep on time. So this practice um, helps to balance, to synchronize our biology with um, light cycle on Earth. So we, again, go to bed and wake up uh, when we are supposed to. So this practice, it's walking. It's walking in the morning uh, as close to sunrise as possible. So when the sun is up, go out for a walk. And that will send your body, your brain, um, all of your systems that are light sensitive, that will send the signal that it's daytime, the day has started, and in a certain number of hours is going to be the time for bed. And a lot of the systems in our body, they are light sensitive. They use light to synchronize their work, like our digestive system, um, our hormone production, different systems in our brain. Uh, light is that signal that, again, our body, our brain, different systems, they use it to synchronize their work. So, for example, when you're supposed to digest your food, everything is ready uh, to go, ready to work. And when you're supposed to sleep, so you don't go to the bathroom, you don't wake up to pee uh, or, um, you know, do something else. <laughs> uh, so you stay asleep. So go uh, out and work, walk for about 10, 15 or more minutes. Uh, expose yourself to full spectrum of light. You might also go out um, um, on your balcony if you have balcony, but standing in front of your window, usually um, it's not the same at all. Like the powerful signal that you get is when you're exposed fully, you are outside fully and you're exposed to full spectrum um, light. Do that every single morning. And again, that will help all of your system to synchronize, to work in synchrony, in balance throughout the day. And then that will help your body and brain to prepare you for bed in time, producing certain hormones, not producing other hormones. That is also very powerful practice. Plus, it helps with mental health. Uh, also, if you go out for a walk and in nature, uh, it's going to lower a lot your stress levels. Uh, and it's a great way to start the day with movement to start up your metabolism. So, so many good things going to be happening, guys. Um, I've been doing morning walking um, as long as I'm not on the plane or for some reason locked up <laughs> inside, I've been doing it for pretty much every day, rain or shine. You know, if it rains, you take an umbrella and you go for a walk. Uh, no big deal. Um, and um, I also spend quite some time in Siberia and I, I did that when it was minus 30 Celsius outside. So there is no excuse really. You can always like kind of do it really fast and, and um, don't spend much time outside if the weather is really not that great and there is a possibility of you to getting of getting frostbite. So then you kind of shorten it, but still do it. And again, a very important thing to do it when the sun is up, not like late at night when it's still dark and the sun is not out yet. That's not the idea. 
the idea is the main purpose is to expose yourself to light fully, all of your systems and organs and and everything. So these three practices will uh, improve your sleep a lot. The quality, the quantity, how fast you fall asleep, uh, how deeply you sleep, how uh, much more restorative your sleep is. Um, so let's recap real quick, really quickly. Yeah. Coffee, caffeine specifically, make sure that uh, 12, 10 hours before your bedtime, you after that, you aren't consuming caffeine um, in any considerable amounts, especially really close to bedtime. But again, caffeine has lifetime in our body, about 12 hours. It means that it takes about 12 hours to fully get rid of caffeine in our system. So please do manage your caffeine. Um don't forget to check all these supplements, shakes, bars, um, etc. Light. It's not just about blue light on our devices. It's also about bright lights above your head or anywhere, really, um, two, three hours before your bed. Try to limit that bright light exposure two, three hours before bed. Um, or even better, when it starts getting darker, wherever you are, then it's the time for you to make your lights, to dim your lights. Walks. Walking in the morning will synchronize all of your systems to work properly during the day and send you to sleep right on time when you are supposed to be sleeping instead of uh, working on ideas when you know you need to be sleeping and then go to bed later and wake up uh, not really refreshed and rested. So walking in the morning when the sun is up um, before 11 a.m. for sure at 10, 15 minutes. And again, any weather will do. But the main idea is to expose yourself to full spectrum light. And standing by a window will not do that. You can uh, be a little bit lazier if you have a balcony and you can get out there for like 10 minutes. But I highly recommend you to get out there and walk in nature if you have that ability. That's it for today, guys. Uh, we talked about sleep, restorative sleep that will improve our health, help us to lose weight and maintain weight, and also will help us to be happier and more productive during the day. So we'll be talking about sleep for uh, two days. Check out the episode yesterday when we talk in more details about different sleep-enhancing practices and tools. And then tomorrow, guys, stay tuned for our fasting uh, and meal frequency episode. Everything you need to know without all the fluff and BSs that you can find on the internet. What's, what is really meaningful for your health and for your weight loss, weight management, weight maintenance. And, um, and don't forget, guys, that November the First, I'm starting my online and global school. Weekly Zoom classes, recordings are available. Uh, also, my personal personalized coaching, where I'll, I'm going to be helping you with your meal plan, with your nutrition, with your supplementation for your specific goals, uh, with your lifestyle adjustments to hit your goal fast, goal faster, and to stay there. Um, we're gonna have group chats on WhatsApp where you can interact with each other, support each other, and ask questions. There is going to be theory, but there's 
also going to be a lot, a lot of practice. You'll finally be able to do what you know you got to do, but till this point, you're failing to do so consistently. So that's what it's all about. And food, it's food and lifestyle school that starting on November 1st, it's just 200 US dollars for nine weeks. Uh, it's a steal, guys. Uh, it's all the way to 2020, a little bit in 2020. So we are strong and confident um, when we are starting this new year, hopefully much better than 2020. Uh, so please reach out. Um, you can find the email to reach out in the show notes. Please reach out, sign up, and let's do it together, guys. And Share this episode with one another person who might be interested in better sleep. And till next time, as usual, guys, eat better daily.